Mud at night, WEEI. Guys are lined up. We'll get to your phone calls on the Patriots coming up at 617-779-7937. Normally in studio, but he's got some uh, stuff going on at home. So Kyrie Thompson scheduled to join us for the full hour on remote. Technical difficulties that are not his fault whatsoever, all on our end. So Kyrie joins us here on the Harbor One Hotline during this segment to get some tape talk on his regular spot on a Tuesday. Kyrie, it's not you, it's us. What's up, buddy? No, all right. I'll at least say this. I mean, we're all sick up in this house, but somehow uh, I have kept up my two-and-a-half-year streak or so of dodging COVID. So let's let's at least throw a party about that. Knocking, knock on wood, buddy. Right, and it's going. Listen, you have, you have. I'm knocking. You, I knock. I just knock right now. You have a daughter who's probably around. It's it's going around. Glad you guys are. Everyone's good. Everyone's healthy. Feeling okay? Just yep. a little sick. Okay. Yep. Good. Everyone's good. I mean, yeah. Mom and dad are getting their butts kicked right now by whatever <laughs> uh, you know our daughter brought home, but uh, she's doing just fine. Oh, I know all about it this past weekend, and still you're powering through to do tape talk here. Weei's uh, Kyrie Thompson. Uh, he joins us here on the Harbor One Hotline. Uh, I asked the question off the top, Kyrie, like, should Patriot fans or do they have a glass half full view of last night? Hey, we won. We're seven and six or the glass half empty version, which I am drinking from tonight, which is the offense still stinks. They keep making pre-snap penalties and they've actually gone backwards in my mind. Uh, Which one would you be here uh, following the Patriots win last night in Arizona? Well, if you made if you made me pick, I'd say more glass half empty. I mean, look, it, they they did what they were supposed to do. They beat a team that was begging to be beat in the Arizona Cardinals. They got to seven and six. They got themselves back into that seven seed, and they stand a pretty good chance of you know getting to eight and six uh, this coming Sunday. At the same time, they're not better. They are not better than what they were. They're definitely not healthier, which is another issue. They are definitely not healthier. They're missing a bunch of key guys, and we got to see what their injury statuses look like at the wide receiver position, at the running back position, at the cornerback position. I mean, in the end, though, they were resilient. You got to give that to them because they easily could have could have mailed that in after how ugly that first half was looking. But they came back and they played better ball in the second half. But look, man, this offense—it's not going to get fixed. This is what it is. I mean, there, there is, there's no magic pill that is going to fix this. They are going to struggle on offense. They're going to look disjointed. If they make the playoffs, they're going to look. They're going to still look ugly. I mean, it, there's nothing, nothing to be done for it. And this defense—I mean, they play a better quarterback than Colt McCoy. They're probably going to struggle. So look, the the. The end date for this season is wild card weekend one way or another. I mean, or or, or rather, if they make it that far. They don't have – the expiration date is coming up real soon. You just kind of deal with that. It does sort of feel that way. And as you're breaking it down, it sounds like you certainly are are grass glass half empty on that. Kyrie Thompson joining us here on the Harbor One Hotline. Um, You mentioned the defense. Like, again, I'm with you. Like, they make plays. But did you get the sense, Kyrie, that that was more about – they stepped up and played well on the road, or is it about the guy they played in, in, in Colt McCoy? I didn't get the sense in the first going into the game they were going to be able to shut down Kyler Whoa. Murray, but Colt McCoy, as you pointed out, stationary quarterback, Bill Belichick and his defense feast on those guys. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, look, it, it was a little bit of a different thing, right? You could tell that Colt McCoy was getting the ball out of his hands quicker. He was finding windows, making anticipation throws that maybe Kyler Murray doesn't make. And they had a game plan that was a little bit more tailored to Kyler Murray than it was to Colt McCoy. And eventually, it, I mean, the Cardinals offensively wasn't just Colt McCoy. I mean, penalties 
and just mental lapses and all kinds of stuff. They, they wanted to lose, too. Like, let's be clear about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I mean, it, it, they wanted to lose more than the Patriots, yep. and the Patriots just allowed them to. And I was really thinking about this, right? The Patriots are not going to be a team that I, I feel like can beat a good team. Like, just straight yep. up take you out behind the yep. woodshed and beat you. But, man, if you want to beat yourself, the Patriots will gladly accept it. And that's ultimately what that was. So, I mean, look, Colt McCoy kind of showed that I mean, you can still move the ball on that team, even when you got the backup. That was really discouraging in that first half, like how they, they were kind of having issues getting that dude off the field. Now, again, they, they came up with the plays they needed. They got two takeaways. One of them ended up being a touchdown. And then from the, it was open season after that. that. They couldn't protect that bad Cardinals offensive line anymore in obvious passing situations. And then Josh Uche. I mean, Uche was good from start to finish. Yeah. Judon had a play earlier, and then he started making plays later on. And so, again, it's like you can still take advantage of that defense on the back end with some of the depth issues they're starting to experience at cornerback right now. But they didn't have to deal with it for this last week. I mean, against the Raiders, we'll see. Kyrie Thompson joining us here. Um, all right, so let's get your breakdown of the offense. You know, watching the the TV copy last night and, and fast forwarding through some of the key plays in the in the, the first and second half today. Again, the thirteen screen passes. Like I I I I, I don't know. I, I couldn't wait to ask you about this. Like, what did you see from the offense? And was that a scheme thing? Was that a Stevenson's hurt thing? Was that a we don't trust Mac thing? How did you read all those screen passes? In your assessment of the offense as a whole last night in the win. I mean, it was, I think, mostly about the fact that the Arizona Cardinals are you know, the third highest blitzing rate team in the league. They come, they come after you. And so they were trying to take advantage of that scheme-wise. And, you know, if they saw blitz coming, like, hey, you know, maybe we'll, we'll check into a screen here. Like, that's our, that's our second play. So, boom, let's go ahead and hit you. And, I mean, it generally was, was okay when they threw to the wide receivers uh, or, you know, when they were kind of throwing hot to the receivers. The, the running back screen's got to go, man. Or you got to reimagine. Them. They're, they're, they're <laughs> wait, terrible. wait, wait! Whoa, whoa, whoa! The fake it to one side, go back to the other. You're not buying that anymore, Kyrie. How, how many? <laughs> how many times? How many times do we got to see this? It's like eight. It's, it's like eighty times this year. They never work. And then, then they threw that horrible screen to like Marcus Jones, where it, where it was like a throwback screen. Come on, that's a flag football play, bro. Like that's not that is not a real NFL play. But just in terms of generally the screens getting the ball out of their hands quickly. That's not a Mac Jones thing. And, and I mean, I, I again, I know people want to go with that narrative, but let, let's, let, let's look at Mac Jones. Let's, let's actually talk about what Mac Jones did. When he wasn't getting harassed, which, I, I mean, he was pressured, I think, like six times in, in that game, he did pretty, pretty well. I mean, he, he made some throws that I don't think he could have made, physically could have made last year. Deep out to Nelson Aguilar. Broke the pocket at one point, hit Kendrick Bourne along the sideline. He drilled a couple of, of tight window throws, one of them to, to Hunter Henry. I mean, that, that one, everybody wants to talk about the 49-yarder where Henry was you know, wide open, obviously big play, very important. But the one that he made earlier to, to Henry for 30 yards, I mean, that was a pretty gutsy throw. I mean, right up to see his four-verts concept, snuck it in there before Buda Baker, was a really good player, could get there. It was a good play. And so when you look at when he was allowed time to do his job, he did it pretty well. But again, got to look at, right, like, like the, the max protection play 
where he throws the interception. And it was like, oh, yeah, well, Mac Jones needs to spy that guy you know, coming in from his right. He stepped up in the pocket to help the running back on his left, and when he steps up in the pocket, he can feel that Hunter Henry is allowing that guy to ride, ride past him, ride behind the play. It, you, you can't both simultaneously watch the guy coming from your right when you assume that your tight end has got him and keep your eyes down the field at the same time. Because then if you do that, oh, well, he spied the guy coming from his right, so he dropped his eyes and ran instead of hitting the guy in the open window. Okay, so it's like pick, pick which thing you want to be mad at Mac Jones about. That's not a play to be mad at him about. He did his job. Hunter Henry's got to do his job a little bit better. But, again, that's a coaching thing. Stop putting Hunter Henry in one-on-one situations with edges. It doesn't work. My new favorite so, look, uh, my new favorite, Kyrie Thompson is the one who's clapping back with, in that voice of yours, mocking Patriot fans ripping Mac Jones. I don't know if you notice you do it, <laughs> but there's an air of, like, you do not like the clapping back. Kyrie Thompson joining us. So, speaking of Mac Jones, I'm not going to play the entire cut because we have a limited time with you tonight, but you pointed out Keyshawn Johnson this morning on ESPN basically did a two-minute riff on Mac Jones being just a guy. And and, and my take is I'm not sure you can even make that – I'm not sure you can judge Mac based on this year. Was Keyshawn fair to Mac with that commentary of him being just a guy after this game last night? Maybe not. Holy. isn't that good, man. The quarterback's okay. They packaged him up last year and they sold him to you, the first thing people want to tell you is, oh, he's a Pro Bowl quarterback. Come on, man. Let's be honest with each other. You can go to the Pro Bowl nowadays as the 39th alternate at your position. So it wasn't like Mac Jones was all pro or something. Was an all pro or a uh, the third guy on the list behind Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, so to speak. Good for him. I take my hat off to that. But I'm not going to allow people to sell me on he was some fantastic rookie quarterback, and he broke all these records. And he, The dude didn't even push the ball down the field, really. Okay? <laughs> a lot of his passes was uh, uh, at the line of scrimmage or slightly above the line of scrimmage last year. Yes, he had a high completion percentage rate, and he did what they asked him to do. And that's what he's doing this year. He's doing basically the same thing that he did last year. Okay? Except they're not getting the necessary points that they were getting a year ago on the offensive side of the ball. that That's the reality of it. And I know it's hard for people to understand or hear or want to swallow, but Mac Jones is just a guy, man. It's just the reality of it. So let's not get so caught up in him at the quarterback position and his growth and demean the offensive staff and the play calling to the degree that Matt Josh McDaniels had this explosive offense and now it's gone. I'm glad we played it because it's it's worse than I heard it today when you tweeted it out uh, on your Twitter account. Like, it's same as last year. Like, what's he watching? What's he watching, Kyrie? I mean, probably the real answer is he's probably not watching a whole lot. <laughs> That's true. Um, I mean, look, I'll I'll say this. Yeah. I mean, again, if you want to if you want to do the glass half full, glass half yeah. empty sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. He's closer. He's closer to being just a guy than he is to being a star. Yeah. I mean, I think I think you can, you can say that fairly. And look, he might he might be just a guy. He he might not be it. You might be looking for another quarterback in a couple of years. That, that's I mean, that's perfectly you could see that. I don't know that it's entirely fair to look at what he did for one thing last year when he did have a really good rookie season, and 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 say, oh yeah, well it wasn't like he did anything special. Most rookies are terrible. Like I just I feel like we under we underrate that. 
that most rookie quarterbacks are bad, and he was not bad. He was pretty average, which is spectacular for a rookie. And then this year they went ahead and they pulled the rug out from under him and they gave him just, just crap to work with. So, so look, I, I feel like I can understand both sides of this to an extent where, yeah, he's not, he doesn't have the upside of Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields or Justin Herbert or, or, or any of that. And you can, you can look at that and say, you know what, maybe I want more out of my quarterback than that. And you can say that, yeah, he's been given a crap sandwich to deal with, but he's not elevating above that, even though I don't know if I wholeheartedly agree with that because I feel like sometimes he's, blo- he's drawing blood from a stone a little bit. He doesn't have a, yeah. a lot to work with, and he's still put together some productive weeks of late despite that. But, yeah, if you want to say I don't think Matt Jones can be a top-10 quarterback or top-five quarterback and I want more than that, I can understand that. I just don't, but I, to say that, yeah, I, yeah, just I, to say that he's been bad, like that's that's to say he's bad is categorically false. Yeah, I just it's, it's so hard for me to judge this year, you know, based on what's around him. I want to see him with a real coordinator and some better talent. And then we can make a, a better assumption, at least in my mind. Kyrie Thompson joining us uh, on the Harborn Hotline, weei dot com. Um, everyone gets excited when Marcus Jones goes in. He's explosive. He's fun to watch. Like oh, yeah. a, great player, great player. Here's my pet peeve, and you can tell me I'm an idiot, and I'll be fine. Isn't isn't Tyquan Thornton supposed to be the guy they're doing this stuff on offense with? And and what does what does Marcus Jones do that their second round pick could not do offensively? What am I missing? I mean, yeah, ideally you want Tyquan Thornton to be the one getting some of these these plays. And I feel like the thing with Marcus Jones maybe is that. You get like I, I feel like some of it is like pigeonholing into roles a little bit. Where Tyquan Thornton, I mean, I, I saw earlier that somebody was like, "Yeah, he doesn't really run as many go routes as you would expect," because I think they're using him in other ways, like, "Oh yeah, let's run posts or you know seams or you know what have you," and and draw defenses' eyes toward him and then get other people open. Like they threw him a screen pass for the first time in like six weeks (laughs) in that game. And I was like, what? They remembered that they can do that? Are you serious? He started to get a little bit more in terms of like, you know, deep in breaking routes and, 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 you know, some shorter things, which I I think they've got to do that. But I feel like with Marcus Jones, they like the potential of, Ooh, here's this new gadgety toy that we can get it to him on a screen route or like a bubble screen or whatever and get it to him short. And then he can break tackles with a short area quickness and and kind of basically make it a punt return. Because if we're going to be honest, like he is one of the most explosive, elusive players on the entire team, possibly the most explosive and elusive player on the entire team. At the same time, I think it is still kind of maddening that they can't figure out how to do some of this with Tyquan Thornton. I know they don't have the same skill set. I'm not asking them to do the exact same thing with, with uh, Marcus Jones as you know what they're doing with, with Tyquan Thornton or whatever. I'm not asking that. But I do think you need to just – you need to figure out more than, okay, Tyquan, just go run deep and, and go occupy some attention. Because, again, you hit that guy on a slant route one time, right – Man coverage, one-on-one, you hit him on a slant route, you get it out in front of him, he breaks a tackle, that might be six points. That's the kind of stuff you should be trying to accomplish. You drafted the fastest guy at the wide receiver position, and you're not using him. I mean, I, I, it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense. And again, I like Marcus Jones, but the, 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 the skill set should be able to be useful with Tyquan Thornton. And you're right, one play, he breaks the game, puts fear of God in the defense, and instead, as you said, he's running wind sprints. He's just wanted running wind sprints, occasionally drawing some coverage, 
and not really a factor. So as you watch the game last night, you rewatch it today, anything you learned, did we learn anything about this team? Or is it like you said, uh, they beat up on bad teams. Colt McCoy is the quarter backup quarterback for a bad team. Of course, they were going to win. Well, one thing I can, I think you can say is that Marcus Jones is one of the best players on the entire team at this point. I mean, there were some coverage lapses there. It's true. He almost got beat on that fourth down that ended up falling incomplete uh, from Hollywood Brown. He might've gotten, I don't know, maybe caught in no man's land a little bit on the interception that he got, um, but he was bailed out by Josh Uche. And that's the other thing. Josh Uche, he is, he's here. He is, he is absolutely here right now. And, and tearing it up, and that is so fun to see because last year you didn't have that opposite Matthew Judon. So when Judon goes on his cold spell, you didn't have anybody stepping up. You don't have that problem now because Josh Uche is getting it done. Then on the other side, I mean, you really it, – it, it felt like doomsday when Ramondre Stevenson went out yeah. and those rookie running backs stepped up. Like I, I can't say enough about the job that they did. The Patriots had to find out. They had no choice but to play those kids, and they stepped up. Kevin Harris ran hard. I loved it. And then to get to see Pierre Strong busting out, getting out on the edge the way that he did, I feel like that's got to be part of your offense now. Because once again, right, they drafted all this speed, right? Thornton, Marcus Jones, Pierre Strong. And now all of a sudden it's like, what? The Patriots have (laughs) offensive players that can run away from people? Are you kidding me? And so it's like more of that leaves yeah i'm with you uh i'm with you so what's the plan for first in foxborough this week since you're uh locked at home at least for a couple days yeah well you know I got, I got to be paying attention to what they're saying out there um you know on on mountain time which is going to be a little interesting because everything's going to be a little bit later maybe get somebody on the raider side of things to, to chat things up but i'm gonna tell you I'm, I'm gonna give you a little little teaser maybe Ooh. of what one of my Ooh. uh one of my rants and columns is going to be coming up in the next couple of days saying that mac jones doesn't needs to earn his stripes <laughs> or doesn't have the place to say what, what Ross, a, a captain so resp- a captain of the yep. football team yep but he is a captain on the football team as voted by his teammates and then, well, you, he can't do that because he's a second-year player, and you know I feel a certain kind of way about it. So you're telling this man not to do his job is essentially what you're telling him. It's like, no, no, I don't want to hear that at all. And if, and if they got a problem with it, if, if his teammates got a problem with it, if the coaching staff has a problem with it, I mean, that dude is out there doing the best he can. Every single play, fighting his butt off. It's not always perfect. I'm not saying he's great. But you can't ever question Mac Jones's effort. I think you can question the effort of a lot of other dudes out there right now. And so if you got a problem with him, I think you need to look in the mirror. That is, of course, responding to Ross Tucker. Uh, today I'm Maloney for a Mego directly who said he hasn't earned it yet. I cannot wait to either read that column or listen to that podcast. You get Kyrie's columns at weei.com. The podcast is first in Foxborough uh, on the Odyssey app wherever you get your podcast. I'm an Apple podcast guy, so that's where I get mine. That's why I subscribe to the Six Rings uh, post-game show podcast, Six Rings in general, of course, first in Foxborough. Kyrie, we had to squeeze an entire hour into a whole segment. You did great, as we knew you were going to. Hopefully you're back and healthy next week, get you back in studio. Thank you, my friend. Yes, sir. Got to do it. Last one. The last one. Say goodbye. Last hurrah. Kyrie Thompson joining us here uh, on the Harbor One Hotline. Again, first in Foxborough podcast, weei.com, and hopefully in studio uh, next Tuesday between 8 and 9 p.m. Check 
your local listings.